There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Suck it! Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Like Shawn Michaels. I could have easily said I'm not going to do it. Triple H. But you're going to have to learn to eat shit like taste of it. And X-Pac. Cape 8 was already dead. Give me a break. The Book of Wrestling. 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Coming next week to Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Yes, my people, welcome back to another rendition fresh off the heels of a stupendous WrestleMania, Mac Mania podcast, Flow Bow Boys. What's up? Real Jack Farmer in the building. Hey, hey, man, hey. listen, we got the babyface assassin, the babyface killer, the babyface <laughs> production extraordinaire. We got Jonathan Kerm up in the building. Man, Brian H. Waters, he's doing some things. He's resting, he's resting a little bit, taking his family places, doing a couple things, moving and shaking. But what's going on? Oh, Kerm, Kerm, you mic'd up, Kerm. We'll say what's up to the people, Kerm. What up, what up, what up? How y'all doing? Listen to that, listen uh, to that voice, man. Listen to that, listen to that, look at that cherubic voice. Listen to that angelic <laughs> voice coming through the airwaves. He's pinch hitting, baby. Um, yeah, yeah, guys. WrestleMania week, we were all there. We were all experiencing the festivities, the pageantries of the most stupendous WrestleMania. I just like to say stupendous because I know it was a mandate across the board, and I like to act like it was all a mandate. It's really Co- fun company to man. that. If you guys can't understand, when you, you don't know you hear some do a company mandate, just listen to what somebody says one word all the time. That's how you know it's been a company mandate. Stupendous. <laughs> so, let me start with Kern, brother. I just want to go around the horn and get your thoughts on your favorite part of the week, favorite part of the weekend, favorite part of Mania. Just let me get your thoughts, brother, on, on what was the the most, what, what, stuck, what, was your, what stood out in your mind on this WrestleMania week? I think more than anything uh, out of the entire week is seeing... Pat McAfee do a backflip and some 11s and a gold mm. chain. Like, that is that is just something that's going to stick in my mind forever. That's, like, Hall of Fame worthy if I'm keeping it above. <laughs> that's all it takes. A backflip off the top rope in 11s? See, this, this is nuts, yo. Sorry, sorry Ric Flair. You're out of here. I'm going to give you a little pushback, though, Kerm. I'm going to give you a little pushback. Not on yep. not on your thoughts and your memories and stuff like that. I don't want to mess with your memories, you know what I mean? I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. But let me give you a pushback. People sleep, need to stop sleeping on Pat McAfee. He's an athlete, man. Yeah, yeah. You that's, right, that's right, my, my right. biggest problem with people oohing and on is like just because y'all don't know his exploits. He's actually he's a legitimate, legitimate athlete. 
saying? Like, so I'm not trying to poo-poo a backflip. I can't do one even when I was an athlete. Even even when I was an athlete, even when I was at my apex, I couldn't, I could damn near do barely do a cartwheel. But I'm just saying, everyone's like, dude, dude. I go, this dude is an athlete. Not only can I not do a backflip, I can't roll out of bed without hurting myself. Facts. So listen, so, so make no mistake, but people listen to me. I ain't poo-pooing no backflip. I told you, at my apex, I couldn't do a cartwheel. So term, I ain't trying to mess with your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions. And I don't give a damn about them Jordan Olympics. I don't give a damn about them. That's a, that's a, that's a damn good basketball shoe, man. He could do a backflip with some damn good basketball shoe. They got traction, karma. I mean, they're kind of heavy, though. I mean, they are kind of heavy. They're, they're heavier than the look. They're heavier than the look. This is before they started realizing shoes need to be lighter. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Le- even, though, even though LeBron doesn't aspire to this, his shoes are like weights, man. Like, bro, anybody built like you, LeBron? Exactly. Like, ain't nobody trying to do no calf workouts just walking down the street to the mall, going to the mall. Yeah. Like, what do you mean 25 pounds is heavy for a shoe? <laughs> Yo, LeBron's shoes are heavy, man, for real. But let me go to Jack Farmer. Give me, give me anything, but anything from your weekend yeah. and your weekend WrestleMania. I, I, this was such a fun WrestleMania. You can hear my yeah. voice. I can barely yeah, talk. Mine's dead, bro. But <laughs> honestly, is, for, with all the stuff that happened at Mania, the surprise and match and stuff, the thing that really yeah. stood out for me personally was getting to meet again all the different wrestling fans and the people that were there and uh, friends of the show and getting to say hear people like, hey, I recognize that voice from this show. Or whether it be like, you know, Randy, who we actually sat with for a long time at WrestleMania, or whether it be like Jonathan, who I met at Access, and all the other people that I got to see and meet with. Wrestling, for all of the stuff we get caught up in in the week in and week out, what it really is is a bunch of us just sharing these memorable moments and experiences, and getting to be reminded of that was just a really special thing for me. Good stuff, Jack Farmer. Uh, Flobo Boys, Flobito Deck. Well, fortunately, the show was over there live uh, on site, and that's what made it uh, better. My second uh, mania altogether, all and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mean to bury another city of the Mac Mania tour, but Dallas oh, is come kinda, on, man. They're spread out. A lot of good things are in Dallas, the Metroplex, but it's Fort Worth, it's Plato, it's Irving. Everything's spread out. So what happened was people was congregating in pockets, and that's why we get to see some of the talent together at certain bars. We get to see yeah. some of the other podcasters, and that was kind of the community thing. I know next year when they're going to be in Los Angeles, that won't happen again because everyone knows somebody in LA. Everyone knows a party For some somewhere. Reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be a lot more spread out. So that, to me, was the best part. Uh, I, I can't tell you how much of a, I enjoyed it from a professional standpoint, from a, but, but from a personal standpoint, um, seeing seeing my, my two fellows down there with me doing their thing, enjoying themselves, being able to do what they want to do, and just experiencing that WrestleMania. I've been to many WrestleManias, but I've always been to the nosebleeds of WrestleMania. I'm talking about the top, 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 tippy, tippy, top. Cream the crop. Of the, of, of, the building, of the building of WrestleMania, if I'm even in WrestleMania at all. Uh and and to be to be there in a different capacity to be with the guys and and meeting meeting people from the podcast feed to be honest with you um like in, in, in person in person really uh, the the Kerms of the world the Rosenbergs of the world the, the, seeing Kaz and met Kaz before um but, but SGG the world's that guy Greg uh Dip uh th- that that's probably my biggest takeaway because when you you get you get to a point where you're you're you you're, you're jaded and you get you're 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 upset because your former employer at World Wrestling Entertainment they, they unceremoniously let you go, and you you're trying to find your purpose, and you 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 get you're developing all these trust issues, and you you feel like this jilted lover that's never got, gotten anything or never going to get anything again, and then so you so you get to a, a feed where you're trying to build a channel from scratch, and you got your two boys with you, and you're trying to scratch and call, so then so now you're finding yourself trying to even compete with people on the damn feed, and you and you and you're looking around like I'm trying to trying to compete. Uh, with the people that are supposed to be riding with us and and 
and and I think at the, at a certain point in time, even at 37 years old, you 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 can be humbled and you can be um and you can take a look back and be like, what the hell was I thinking? Because because you meet a person like Stat Greg Grave, who's a, the salt of the earth, and, and you meet a person like Dipperstein, who's who's a, he's a funny, incredible guy, and you and you have a couple moments with Rosenberg where you where you talk talk and you, you share a laugh over a drink, and you and you you know shoemaker shoemaker, you know he's he's my guy and, and I love what he does, yeah. and and you and you watch a person like Kaz. Um, grind and go all over the place and 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 have his family with him, but be at Wally Mania and, and and see the culmination of all his hard work and his dedication, ripping and running through a very hard place to succeed in, which is the Big Apple. You see that, and, and you meet a Kerm who was tirelessly working. Every time you see him, he's by the computer. Every time you see him, he's doing some kind of work, and you see that, and you see Brian H. Water do what he do, and you see all these people coming together to, for one common goal, and you and you realize, and you look in the mirror that. Evan, you was a piece of shit. Um, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the people that's doing this thing with you. Enjoy everything. Um, we're in competition, but not really. You know what I mean? So, so being humbled this past weekend was uh, probably my biggest takeaway. And um, yeah, but but don't get me started on Cody Rhodes coming out. We'll get to that. Um, that out of body experience. But um, yeah, <laughs> but I just wanted to take a moment and and and, and say I appreciate all you guys for all the work you do. And, and I appreciate everybody on the feed. I appreciate everybody on the channel and everyone that pulled together that week to give, give all these people the washed and the unwashed masses content. Because even the unwashed masses deserve a little bit of content too. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> they want to take I, it, right? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get, you gotta I just, get I'm washed. Like, I just, that was like get my washed. favorite thing that, that Damian Sandow did. I think that's the greatest thing of all time. <laughs> See, it's, it was so great. Man, they should have won that cash. And you'll see the, come on, bro. You can't win that match. But, uh, <laughs> That <laughs> was some bullshit. But um no, but uh, yeah. So WrestleMania, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to get to. Uh we have a lot of shows on this feed, so I'm not gonna take up all the time. I'm just gonna pick out some things that stuck in my mind. But one thing I wrote at the top was Roman Reigns. I put GOAT. I go, is it too soon to call him the greatest of all time? Is he right there, the greatest of all time? Is it hyperbole? Is it hyperbolic? Is it over the top? Is it too soon? Prisoner of the moment. Kerm, what say you? He's definitely Mount Rushmore worthy at this point. Already. Already, huh? I think so. Just that moment where the the shot with him having the two belts right next to his face, like that's iconic. Um, I'm definitely a prisoner of the moment, but you got to at least consider him in Mount Rushmore territory now, wow. for sure. Wow, wow. wow. Um, Flo, my boy's thoughts. Just, just a quick, just it, no right or wrong, of course. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of moves and holes. When you think about how difficult it is to be on this top level for so long, where we have that eight hours of weak wrestling era, this is a lot about and the Rose Gallery as well. I know Jack will probably speak on that. There's there's no debate. So if he's not the top, he's definitely top 10, approaching even top five uh, when it comes to title runs here. That's high praise, man. That's high, that's high praise coming from two people already off the top on, on this on the show. Uh, Jack Farmer, I'll kick it to you. I think as far as title runs, this is already, this is definitely the greatest single titles run of all time. And I, Damn, that's yeah, huge. To, to Flobo's point, I've, I've run through the names before, but... You, when you look at who he's beaten, it's you've got the best stories that we've seen in years with some of them, or it's against the best in-ring performers against some of them. Tons of former champs. He's beaten Hall of Famers and soon-to-be Hall of Famers, and multiple of them are the people he's beaten are top 10, top 25 at the very least. Plus, you listen to Paul Heyman's promo on Raw, and I don't want to jump ahead, but Tribal Chief is box office as well. I mean, I don't know. You're ringing down the numbers. I mean, Roman Reigns as the individual... Being the GOAT, I think it's it's too soon to say, but 
He went bell to bell WrestleMania. He had the title before WrestleMania, went through WrestleMania, then went through another WrestleMania against (laughs) all-time legends all the way through. So I don't know how you can how you can deny it outside of saying someone, you know, Bruno San Martino, who was before I was born, uh, had it for longer, but different times look at different title reign lengths. And Roman Reigns is getting up there to a title reign length that's comparable to those guys. So I think as a single title run, I can't imagine anyone having an argument that would sway me from saying this isn't the best of all time. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's booked, but he's booked to be that way. I go, so everyone's booked. Right. That, that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> right. Always, that argument always is so silly to me. You know, they booked him to be the top. So did they do the Hogan. So they did the Andre. Yeah. So they did, so did they did the Kenny Omega. They, it's right. booked, guys. I know this is going to be crazy to y'all. As much as you guys ride for professional wrestling, you know it's predetermined, right? Right. Whoa. Like, <laughs> you're going to like, am, 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 am I breaking news? So, but no, but my, <laughs> I, my problem is with people that always say he was booked to be that. Yes. But with yeah. that being said, just because you're booked to win, you still have to move the needle. No pun mm-hmm. intended. You still have to get those numbers and get those people watching. I, I think Floyd Mayweather, he he has carefully constructed his career. He's ducked fighters that were in their prime and he's built himself. So I I, I hate this comparison because they're not the same because Floyd ducked people, you know, but at the same time, you tuned in to watch him either to win or tune in to watch him either to lose. And that I do think connects to Roman Reigns. Whether you wanted to watch him win or watch him lose, you guys, they turned somebody in the, that, that was shoved down your throat that you said you don't want to shove down your throat and last night they're chanting Roman, Roman, Roman and that's the international crowd mixed with the domestic crowd. Therefore, Mm -hmm. the general consensus is Vince McMahon was right and I know it, y'all, it pains y'all. For all Vince's misses, his five greatest hits are undefeated. Mm -hmm. They're undefeated and I'm just saying five off the top of my head from the mm-hmm. Hogan's of the world to the Romans of the world to the Cena's of the world to the Andre's of the world. Who, you know what I'm talking about. The people he gave the brass ring to, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. How's that working out? Mm-hmm. Like his, his hits are platinum. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns is no exception. Guys, his bloodline speaks for itself. We should have never pushed back if, you, if, be, if I'm being honest. Now, the, the Roman Reigns we got in the beginning that that wasn't a good Roman Reigns. If if he was on this, if he was on this Zoom call right now on this podcast right now, I'd be like, Roman, you weren't you weren't that dude. You know you weren't that dude. He didn't believe he didn't believe his promos. He didn't believe his character. He didn't believe what he was doing. I could see it. I could see the confidence. He didn't have the confidence. The second he attacked Bray Wyatt and all, he looked in that camera, I said, that dude's a totally different person. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was the leukemia diagnosis. I don't know if it was the pandemic. I don't know if Jesus came down and kissed him on the forehead. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> I give you my blessing, my son, and then throw it back up to the to his palatial estate in heaven. I don't know what it was, but Roman Reigns is that dude. And it's just how it is. Now, I'm not going to call him the GOAT. That means greatest of all time. And that's another thing about the GOAT thing. Your, your GOAT doesn't mean you're wrong. I need people to start, stop understanding here. You know there's no real right or wrong answer, right? Why are there people on internet and there's people out there, there's people in the streets, there's people that what someone said who's their greatest of all time is they're wrong. You know you can't say who's the greatest, right? You know, and that goes for any sport. Flobo's goat is Flobo's goat, Kerm's goat, Kerm's goat, Jazz goat is his goat, Evan's goat is my goat. Like that's, like when I say Cena's the goat, you can't roll your eyes. That's my goat. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so 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 if someone so if someone were to come out tomorrow, listen, no, freaking Paul Heyman called him to go, and I, and I'm telling you something about Paul Heyman. I talked to him personally. The dude is not saying that for storyline. He thinks it for real. He really mm-hmm. thinks it. They asked Cena who he thinks the greatest of all time is. He said Brock Lesnar. How can I tell Cena he's wrong? <laughs> I, I can't because that's because that's his that's his goat. Flobo's favorite of all time is D'Lo. You can't tell, tell Flobo he's wrong. He can back it up with why. Why D'Lo is his favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. Jack loves Lance Archer. I don't know if that's Lance your goal Storm. per se. Lance Storm. Lance Archer. <laughs> who, who the hell is Lance Archer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, he he's Lance Archer. Who Lance Archer? I hate, when I, I hate when I'm on a roll and I mess up. <laughs> I hate when I was in the I was in the ninth ending, bro. I was like, I was like, yeah. t- I was like 13 strikeouts. I was like a 0.2 ERA. <laughs> you could have put Lance Bass. And then, I would have worked. And then, and then someone and someone got a single, man. I don't like that. I, I, <laughs> I spit you. <laughs> Yo, Kern, who's your goat, man? Uh, I don't know if I can say my goat. My all-time favorite is Jeff Hardy, man. Then that like, has to be nobody, your goat. That has to be your goat then. Yeah, then that's, then that's my goat. That's, not, you know, that's who nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong with that at all, bro. You you because you just you just feel bad. You just feel bad because you're like, oh, I said Hardy. Like you feel like it should be somebody bigger. The goat, when I when I say goat, I think it should be someone that's like, you know, 10-time champion. And Jeff wasn't that, but for me, he's my my all-time favorite, my goat, because it's like, who else is doing the the stunts that he pulled, man? Well, he was at the forefront, he sur- revolutionized. Surviving the yeah, exactly. Surviving to tell the tale. Like he's got so many, you know what I mean? You you wouldn't you actually might have more people on your side than you think when it comes to Jeff. Mm. Jeff is beloved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and right and rightfully right. so for the things he's done and the things he accomplished in the business. I just I just want to put that out there, man. Don't feel bad because people be goat shaming. People be goat shaming out there. People be In general, like, the internet needs to quit hating on people for enjoying stuff. It's okay. To, I said this was my favorite WrestleMania, and people were like, "Well, it. it's not as good as this." I what do you? I can't but be wrong about my. I can't opinion. be wrong about my opinion. <laughs> so like so that's that's what I'm that's what I mean like your 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 goat is like because because this is the thing because if you give numbers that's not good enough okay but then when they're making their argument then they give you numbers oh okay all right so okay so what we so now what are we doing here so I I realize over the years when it comes to anybody talking about debates on any sport or whoever's the greatest even the greatest movie I can't that Flobo's favorite greatest think the greatest movie ever is Men in Black but he can but he can everyone with what I go it's he can back it up with why. If you can back up your statement with a why, it's un, to me, it's untouchable. It's bulletproof because this is why I say it is. Like I have a million movies that I hold dear. I probably have a, I've, I have a top 100 list in my head probably. And I say the greatest film I've ever seen was Schindler's List. It, it just is. I can, and, I can, and I can say the second greatest film I've ever seen was Slumdog Millionaire. I can tell you from start to finish why it's the greatest films I've ever seen. Because they just did something to me. Like, movies rarely make me cry. Those both did. So, and that's just one of the reasons why they're that great. So, like, when I say people, when somebody comes out and says, is Roman Reigns the GOAT? And someone says, yes. I can't say what. Listen, man. (laughs) When it's all said and done, when the chips are down, he ain't even finished yet. And the thing that they're just glossing over, he's powering through some kind of triceps injury. He powering through it, man. If anybody's even half a smart person and you see him try to lift those titles up at the end of that night, those heavy ass titles, and he tried to lift them up and could barely lift up and he still willed it up with just bicep, no tricep. I said, this dude is on another level, man. This people don't understand because he knew in that moment he had to do that. And you watch the clip, guys. Watch it back. 
when he wins the titles and he's in the middle of the ring, watch him will that title up with his left arm. It is on that moment, that right there. I said, Roman Reigns top 10 all time right there. And no wow. one will ever change my mind. Wow. Because because I a lesser man wouldn't have done it. True. That is a that is a moment in time that no one talks about. They, Paul Heyman should have said something about it. But he's trying to pretend like the dude ain't hurt. That dude was grimacing all night last night. Like that, that, that dude that dude was grimace, like grimace, like the purple grimace. He's grimace. <laughs> he turned into dude. grimace. <laughs> and and people will say, like, oh yeah, he's a wrestler or whatever. That's what you do. Man, I yeah, got okay. I got a blister on my toe this week, Max. and I was walking funny. Like, let alone, <laughs> let alone <laughs> having a, like a torn tricep. This is no, this is real talk. With. I'm giving like, this dude, I'm, I'm, y'all can kick rocks. I'm, I'm giving this dude I'm the serious. Like, people no, will like have I know these little things serious. and it will like affect them greatly. He's got an arm injury and he's in the ring with Brock Lesnar lifting up those titles and everything else. It is, it's incredible. Watch this dude wield. I'm telling you, a lesser man is not raised. I'm telling you, this dude wield his arm up just for that moment and then did it again and then did it again. Like, you know, let me let me tell you something. I'm giving this dude his flowers. Y'all kick rocks, man. If Roman Reigns is in his bag right now. No matter who wins, if he loses tomorrow or whatever, if, if, mm. if, if, it's, if, it, if they do an impromptu match in the middle of the airport, I don't care. It isn't. This is take. This is twenty four seven. This is takeaway for what Joe is done. Our yeah, I'm calling him Joe. Reigns. Yeah, I'm calling him Joe like I know him. I don't know him like that. <laughs> I've been trying to get an interview with Roman Reigns since I don't know since. Damn it, <laughs> since forever. But yo, shout out to uh, shout out to Roman Reigns, man. But I want to skip to a uh, beautiful thing, a beautiful moment. To me, the um, and I said it when I said it. Uh, I said it when I seen it. Uh, the, the, greatest, the greatest promo of his career, and I've seen pretty much every single promo Cody Rhodes has done, he cut the greatest promo of his entire career last night on Monday Night Raw. You could, you could not tell me any different. It was full of emotion. It was full of realness. It was full of deep thoughts. And, and it, it just, I just want to talk about those moments coupled with the moment of his arrival at, uh, at um, WrestleMania. Everyone's like, oh, we already knew. I go, did you though? I love how dirt sheets and everybody always tries to ruin all this good stuff. But then, but th did you really know? Did you really know the deal was inked? Did you really know it was multi-year? Did you really think he was really going to make it the night one? Did you really? Or did it really sink in when the music hit? I think it's cool to say you knew, but you didn't know until you seen him rise from that stage. And, and to go out and have a great match with a great, with, with, to me, one of the greatest of all time already in Seth Rollins. Put him anywhere you want to put him. Um, he, he's been great um, since he's gotten into, the, into WWE. And, and to see Cody Rhodes come out and be where he actually wanted to be, because that's where he really wanted to be. He left, he left the AEW for different reasons. And you know why. It was, he was a little more upset, a little more hurt. And, and he, but he, he wants to be in WWE. And I just wanted to say um, it was a great moment, um, both the Saturday night and the Monday he came out and cut that promo. And um, so shout I out was going to ask Rose. you this question, Evan. How do you feel please, about, please. The, about the, uh, the Stardust reference on Saturday night? I'm telling you, guys, I'm going to tell you something. As God is my witness, I almost ran out of the building. See, I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I'm gonna run out of the building. I swear. I, like I jumped up, jumped and jumped around and like spun around and like ran. I was. I look. That is what I'm talking about. That homage, that nod. That's what I was. That's why I wore the makeup. I got it. I got what I wanted. I got Stardust I, for two seconds. Yeah, speaking, speaking of the Stardust thing, something that really uh, grinded my gears was ever Grind since gears, then. Baby. Everyone has been talking about how I always love Stardust. Everyone's acting like they love the Stardust thing, but I recall. When Stardust was around, everyone hated it. And it was like, this is why Vince, is, you can tell Vince is crazy. Senile Vince McMahon, as they always say, look what they're doing. They're ruining Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now he's back. And everyone's like, I always love Stardust. Stardust is great. 
I think everyone owes Vince McMahon a little bit of an apology for Whoa, what they said about Stardust. Now Uh-oh. that everyone thinks it's cool to Uh-oh. have liked Stardust in the past. Oh, man. Uh-oh. We all like this, like, hindsight 2020. No, it was cool. No, no one thought it was cool back then. Everyone was trashing it when it was on. And they were saying Vince is crazy for doing this to Cody Rhodes. And when Cody Rhodes left, they used Stardust as an example of why he should have left. And I think a lot of people changed their tunes. And I think they owe Vince McMahon an apology for, for all that. Ooh. Yeah, and I, and I like what you're saying there. Like I said, for all for all Vince McMahon's misses, he has some great hits. And and I and I've I've stood by this and I stand by this. He he missed on Cody. Listen, man, Dusty Rhodes is my top five favorite of all time for many, 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 many reasons. One of my earliest memories of wrestling is because of that man. And and so I instantly loved this kid. And um, and that's why it was an emotional night for me, because it was a beautiful thing what he was saying. And, you know, and and I and I think I think about these things where just because they you guys don't put it like this, that, that's why time heals all wounds in certain aspects. Because Vince might have missed a little bit and missed the opportunities on Cody. But maybe, maybe Cody Rose needed to get that opportunity. Maybe he needed to go to Japan. And cut his teeth. Maybe he needed to go with AEW and see see what the grass was like on the other side. Because he still has his youth, he still has uh, he still has experience, and he still has a lot of matches left in him. And he's back at WWE now. So I just think it's water under the bridge. When you hear reports, and whether you believe them or not, and I very much take these to the bank, that Vince hopped on his private jet and went down to Georgia to meet this man face to face, hat in hand, and let's talk. People need to get, put some respect on old Vincent Kennedy McMahon's name, man. That takes a lot of, listen, that takes a lot of pride swallowing, man. It just Look, does. We may owe Vincent an apology, but I watched him take a stutter this weekend, so I say we're even, okay? This man <laughs> say we're is even. 80 years old. You come back to <laughs> me, Flobito. No, you owe him a he, he, got more, he got more hair than you and I combined. Yeah. He could have bailed. Slobo. He could have no, bailed. No, no. So, he could have said, Flo- no, I'm good. Why he got he more hair than you and me, Flobo. <laughs> Kick Rob. After that stunner, we don't owe him just an apology. We owe him a thing. Thank you as well. But, yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I want to say something about the AEW thing and the New Japan thing. And no, you this- got to talk about Let's talk about it. Yes, guys, we can talk about AEW, yeah. guys. It's okay. And this is not yeah. a place of AEW hatred. I embrace yeah. AEW. I love AEW. AEW, really you complete me. Go. Yeah. No, I, I think we always, we say like, competition is good. And sometimes I feel like yeah. you say it because it feels nice or we say it because that means there's multiple shows on. But Cody Rhodes coming back to me was the definition of why competition is good. Because you can be at a place and let's say on a scale of one to 10 on the card, not necessarily your talent, but where you are on the card, let's say you're at a four, Mm. the company can say, look, there's no, no openings for a five, a six, a seven or an eight. But you can look at the competition, say, AW, let's say, hey, you're a four there. We need, we need a six on our card. Wow. You can say, "Cool, maybe I could go over there and get, be a six. Right. And then, as a six, you work your what you prove yourself. And then the other guy comes back and says, "Hey, before we didn't have an opening, but now we have a spot for an eight. You were a four before, couldn't have gotten you to an eight, but you're a six now. Now we have a spot for you at eight. You can move around and mm. reinvent yourself, and you can stay fresh, and you can Thanks. not be having the same matches over and over and over and over again. And that is the beauty of it. And as this continues, and as more people go to AEW, as we've seen AEW assigned a lot of people, but as contracts at AEW come up and they start to go to WWE, we're going to find that these shows are continually fresh, but it also gives wrestlers the opportunity to evolve themselves and find openings to grow. Just like any other job, you may find that, hey, there's no openings for a promotion at your current job, but there are at other places. And that gives you the opportunity to increase what you can do and become better. And Cody Rhodes is the living embodiment of that. Whoa. 
strong, strong stuff. You smoking uh, mirrors. And I agree, listen, I agree with everyone you're saying. Like I said, it, it was a great moment all around. Um, I'd love to see what's going to happen. You stake this claim at the title. So, there's, so there, there ain't going to be no intercontinental. There ain't going to be no United States. He's going for the he's going for the title that he wants to go for, and he's going and 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 that's and I I hope he's in that mix sooner rather than later. We have time. The, you know, everyone talks about long term booking on that foolishness. So let's see, let's see what happens. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. So. That leads me to Edge. Yes, it <laughs> does it really? Yeah, we're talking yes, about some good does. wrestlers, and now we're talking about Edge. Shut the hell up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I can't. I cannot. Um, I can't sing the song anymore because he doesn't have it anymore. Mm. So it doesn't mm. even. It doesn't even hit the same for me anymore. Exactly. So I can't even do it until yeah. I look to learn the words of the yesterday. New track. I saw clearly. You see, it don't even hit the same. <laughs> Not anymore, the, though. Uh, you, you see, it's just. You know, and it's like the Lord was on Flobo side because we sung it to him all the time. We did it in chats, we did it in podcasts, and now we can't do it anymore. And that's okay because he had a good, he had a match with AJ Styles. Now I will say this: Flobito.com. Uh huh. Don't don't think the match was that good. Yeah, you don't think the match was that good? And I think it's because of Edge. Ooh, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I was there, man. Had a nice little that nice little angle, and I was like, Flo, Flobo might be onto something here. Edge was a little too robotic for um AJ. He was a little too robotic, a little too formulaic, a little too structured for Evan Max liking. And a, a person like AJ Styles, you need to be fluid. You need to be flexible. You need mm -hmm. to be a little bit of improv. And Edge refuses to do that. And that's probably my biggest knock on Edge. And I've never seen it more glaring than when he's in the ring with the phenomenal AJ Styles. That, to me, is why the match was a little flat because of him. In his formulaic style of wrestling, prove me wrong. I I cannot because I like I told uh, Mr. Shoemaker last week uh, I never saw it come. AJ Styles versus Edge was supposed to steal the show, and I'm not even the biggest Edge fan. It couldn't believe Edge, it. it. It couldn't. <laughs> I, 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 said, I said to myself, why didn't it steal the show? 
And I'm looking top to bottom, and I will say this. And his little defensive edge, a little defensive edge. So make sure you clip this out because it's probably never happened again. When you go to all that trouble to come out with the purple smoke and be all evil and be all cerebral, quote unquote, you have to do something different. But you just chose wrong. I felt like, you know, it's almost like you're in a mix of a DJ set. You see the crowd, you think they're like, they love Despacito, but you don't know if they're like, because they like pop music or they like Latin music, and you do the next song, they link it. You just chose wrong. Edge chose wrong on Sunday. Uh, that said, though, AJ Styles had an opportunity to really showcase why he needed to be on top of the car at least one more time, and he didn't have anything to work with. And that's why Ooh. I was disappointed with that match, despite the fact I was to AJ Mark. Jack was there. I bought the gloves this weekend, baby. Mm -hmm. I wanted you AJ did. to come out on AJ, top. AJ special, man. <laughs> I love AJ. Yeah. I was just I was disappointed. I go, this ain't AJ. I'm not put, I'm not putting one minute of this match on AJ's dog. I can't do it. I've seen too many of his matches. I've seen too many. It's, and I go, something's not right. Edge don't mess with everybody. That's what I'm. That's all. That's my takeaway, Jack. Edge don't mess with everybody. Is there to, to play devil's advocate? Is there Please. a a maybe something before we talk about the wrestlers in the ring? Is could you imagine a backstage situation where the producers are talking and saying, "Look at these exciting things we're doing later in the show. We need something to bring the energy down a little bit." And Edge being in this new position, we don't want him to be exciting in this match. We want him to be someone we don't like. And we kind of want people to feel a certain way about him after this match. And we know Damian Priest is going to be showing up. We don't want to steal from that moment. Now, to your point, I think that maybe they missed the mark, but is there possibly, maybe this was something that it was planned to be this way, but it just didn't hit the way they thought it would? I'm that's very, no. that's very That's very possible, but I don't think there's a, 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 listen, I don't think there's a snowball chance in hell they would, they would want to take away from what that match could have been. Yeah. On a, on a WrestleMania, I think if no. they have their way, every single segment they book is supposed to. So I don't think there's a scenario where they're they're gonna mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sacrifice that because of a priest appearance. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, let's look at the track record. I mean, Edge came back and had the the things with the matches with Randy Orton uh, with two years ago now, and it was the situation where uh, it was good, but it was kind of drawn out. And then coming back with the, the, the team grit stuff, oh, even the Seth Rollins stuff, we said Seth Rollins overperformed, and Seth Rollins is top five after the Hell in a Cell match, and even the team it versus team grit, it's Miz's ability to slip on a banana peel. So now you have AJ Styles. You can't say AJ Styles is a slouch because he did it all over the world, and we walked out going, okay, that was cool. That should yeah, never that, happen. That's uh, Kerm. You have any thoughts on that? I, th this I'm telling you. This is my first time. I'm like, you know what, man? Edge, you a little too structured for your boy, man. It might be. It might be on you, Big Pimpin. I, I felt like the tempo of that match was a little slower. They were telling a story. They liked. were telling a story, yeah. Kerm. They right, were telling right, story. right. Yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let me, let me take mommy. Let me kick. Tell myself to kick rocks for a second. <laughs> and um, I I don't want to say that the ending was anti-climatic, but it's like when you have, you know, I guess Damian Priest is supposed to be interfering there. All the dude did was stand there. I don't see how, like, it doesn't even feel like AJ got cheated. And I feel like that's what they tried to give off with Damian Priest arriving there. I just, I wasn't super enthused about the ending, but I am ex excited for the character arc now. Okay, I'm excited yeah, yeah, yeah. to see who else are we going to bring into this new, you know, uh, cult <laughs> that they're pretty much uh, putting out on Raw. So I'm, I'm definitely excited on where it's going, but I agree. The match, it felt like it fell a little bit flat um, given the amount of time they had to work with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he puts Rhea in that faction. Um, or Galicious yeah, in that yeah. faction. I'm hoping yeah. a nice little nice little coalition, a little nice little new brood. You know how do you I mean, guys but... feel about them starting something new at WrestleMania as opposed to finishing things at WrestleMania? I, I, 
I like that. I, I like that idea because it's because everyone's like, this is the close of so many chapters. I like I like opening. I like starting a new chapter in a book. Uh, you know, you yeah. know, you know, you do whatever the hell you want. I, I tired everybody thinking they got to do what y'all want to do, because because fans out there always talk about how everything is all predictable, and but then but then y'all be in the dirt sheets and then y'all spoil everything. But at the same time, they can't. So then when they do something different, they get criticized for that as well. Like what what do you people want? If it's like a TV show or movie, you can start storylines at the season finale. I'm, all, I'm with that. But absolutely, it, absolutely right. And I, you know, Jack and I recovered this on our sister show, Drake and Go, how we liked Damian Priest when he was in NXT. The the, the Priest. Oh, we we all love we love this dude. But we, yeah. we had concerns about his, his direction. We were worried the, with we were the Damian slash Priest there. But it says a lot that Damian Priest looks like a million bucks. Looks like he's like more polished than ever before. He does. And the crowd chanted, "What? We don't care." That right there, you're with the Hall of Famer. That right there could be the end if they don't find a way to get out of that corner. That raw crowd was, uh, they got in their own bag a little bit too much, though, near the end of the You know the that because that's, that's, that's what they they try to do. They get like, we, they, it's the international crowd and they and they try to be the star of the show. They're like a referee that's making too many calls and, and doing too many hand gestures. That's what they are. They get <laughs> they get a little too into themselves because we pay for we pay for merch and we flew across the pond. Uh, okay, well, just sit your ass down and watch the product. <laughs> there were because there were like I love being I love the interactive crowds. Obviously, you can you know that. yeah I, talk, I do too. But, However, but there was a little bit of a takeover. They were trying to take over the show a little bit. No, they always do. Uh, oh, they always they always do. And right? after many, they're like, yeah, this is it's a, this is our moment, brother. I'm like, yeah. all right. <laughs> but it is a great thing for Priest. He looked like an absolute star. Look at that. And I don't and I don't want to I don't want to sound like we're trying to bury Edge here. But the fact that no, Priest no, 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 we're not. Like, I'm just, he we're did not, not look not. like the mid-card guy with the main event guy. He looked like an absolute star standing with Edge in the ring. And uh, Damian Priest, just a, a cool... Like, I'm so happy because he's such a cool person yeah. on, you know, the character on TV. And um, had, had a brief hello with him uh, at WrestleMania weekend. And he's a cool, cool dude in real life, too. So good to, good to Yeah, like see. I said, I, will just, I don't have to... I, don't, I might go back myself. Like, I, I've kissed Edge's butt enough. You know what I mean? So, so I think y'all understand when I say something that I'm being, it's coming from the heart. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I, AJ Styles don't have bad matches. He just don't. You know, so I was like, I didn't like that match as much. So I got to think of a common denominator. I will do blame the ref, blame the lighting. <laughs> no, so, no, so I got to blame, I got to blame his counterpart. So Quit just pushing the once, lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Quit shoving that lighting down our throats. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh God! But yeah, no. All in all, it's great, man. Um, well, real quickly, shout out to Vince for getting his butt in that ring. Shout out to Stone Cold for actually having a match. Shout out to running a muck all over um Texas, which was really great. Um, uh, shout out to Omos. He looked he looked strong. Took the L. Thought he should have went over, but he looked strong. He looked strong. He looked like a viable person. That's all that really matters. Oh, and shout out to the shout out to the crowd for not having the guts. To chant AEW. You couldn't even muster it, could you? You couldn't even. You guys had them. You want to talk about hijacking the show? Y'all didn't have the stones, brother. I was listening. I had the sound bar up high. And y'all <laughs> had a moment to chant AEW to troll Cody, and you didn't have the heart to. I'm, I'm being funny right now, but I actually want to give you guys 100% credit for not doing it. Because he came out and he was saying something really real that meant a lot to him. And I gotta, 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 gotta give y'all credit for not doing that. Seriously, because that was an emotional, emotional promo. And I kid you not, I tweet at Cody Rhodes all the time and he never, ever acknowledges me. 
Ever. <laughs> Ever. And I kid you not, when I seen that promo, as God is my witness, I typed one tweet. I put, uh, the promo of a lifetime. Hashtag, uh, at Cody Rhodes, hashtag WWE Raw. Cody Rhodes liked that tweet, the first tweet he's ever liked since I've tweeted. I've been tweeting him for years. That's how I know that thing meant something to him. Because that was a promo of a, of a lifetime. And shout out to the crowd for giving him that moment, even though I was trolling y'all five minutes ago. I was just being a little, I was just joking a little bit. But I want to be serious for a second and give y'all y'all's flowers. Shout out to the crowd. And shout out to the state of Texas because Flobo hates it. And I got to oh, shout it out. I don't hate Texas. It's, you know, I, I like Austin and heard Houston's nice. And oh, you know, Dallas is great. Cool. <laughs> I forgot. That's right. That's right. That's right. We, we, dunk, we dunk on cities. We don't dunk on states. It's never catted up here. We're like, yeah, Florida's dope. Jacksonville's trash. <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> We're gonna get booed nationwide. That's crazy. yo. So let me um let me do let me go real quick. I'm gonna start with Karm, baby boy. Um, match of match of the night for night one. Match of the night for night two. If you got it off the top of your head, brother, brother, brother. Night one's easy. Uh, Bianca and Becky for me. You Best know, women's match I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's. I think you know. I really loved last year with Sasha and and Bianca as well. I right now it's neck and neck for me between those two. Max. Both those matches amazing. Uh, for night two, night two is tougher for me because there was. A, I felt like there was less of a high ceiling on night two, but there was less of a floor as well. It was like everything Ooh. was kind of in sync. So like you could even argue the the jackass match. You could argue that's match mm-hmm. of the night. Like it, it sounds crazy, it but it's perfect. arguable like because it was a very <laughs> entertaining match. match, very well done. Um, like that's literally the that should be the match the match type jackass anything goes match because that's what that's what it was pretty much. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think for night two. I also really the the Pat McAfee stuff. I really enjoyed, but I. But it's like you have to couple both those matches together for it to count as like the, the match tonight with the, the interactions with Vince plus the interactions with Austin. Um, night two is tough for me. Actually, I'm not even going to give you an answer for night two. I'm sorry. I no, can't do it. What, what do you, you guys you are, think? You are, this, is, this is America. You're well within your right. Flobito.com. Match night one, match night two. Well, I, I think it's pretty much in, in, time, um, in tune with Kerm, and it's kind of issue with what WrestleMania is, right? Because I'm a summer same guy. I say it's pure wrestling. But but WrestleMania had the match Spectacle. of the weekend on Monday, on the first night with Becky and Bianca. Whether or not you're a Bianca <sighs> fan or not, and we could probably talk about that a little bit later, yeah. it did feel like the true passing of the shorts. Sasha did a great job last year. Uh, Bianca really read that title, but this one really felt the second four horsemen fell to, to Miss Belair, and it felt like there was a shift to what the women's division was. But night two, my, my two finalists are the non-wrestling matches matches between Johnny Knoxville or Pat McAfee. That's kind of the other side of great. WrestleMania, the entertainment, the stupendousness of it all. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I was happy both nights, for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Real Jack Farmer. Uh, this is getting repetitive, but night one, oh, you're Bian- fine. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. And Stole the show, these man. Two, these two women, uh, Becky Lynch, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't been the, the biggest fan of what she's been doing since rest- since SummerSlam, but even in this match, her facial expressions Killed and what it. she was doing was everything you needed from this. And Bianca Belair, I watch a lot of wrestling and you know this is it's my job to talk about it. And sometimes it it's is. hard to take off the uh, the analyst perspective, but... When I watch her, I can't help but just become a fan and just get so like sucked into cheering for her and rooting for her. And the match was great. Got to give it to them by a mile. With all due respect to everybody else, match of the night part two. I don't. I don't know how I'd call this, but Vince McMahon. Vince, whatever. Whatever we call what Vince McMahon was doing. 
when he started taking off his jacket, I was Jack like, lost his voice. Oh my I was god! There. I, 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 <laughs> went, I went, I went, I went crazy. <laughs> I went through momentary insanity. I, I was my, going, I dude, I swore like, to me the same, dude, I went crazy. Yeah. It was like when the great one hits the Hulk and his soul comes out of his body. Like that happened to me. I was like, raw. <laughs> like my body. I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, oh, I said, are you? I kept saying, oh, are you? So I just kept banging the. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was singing No Chance in Hell. I was just screaming it's the whole so time. Good. It's was, so good. And Vince, we've always talked about how he's like the best villain of all time, but just, the way he was sipping the beer at first and the way oh. he was taking his time and the way he was teasing like the punt kicks and things. Vincent, man, like I know you can't really put him in the top wrestler category because of who he is, but just, it, just incredible. I put love him in it. for I, showman though. Put him for top showman. Oh, mm -hmm. Top mm -hmm. showman. Yes. Like that to me, that was probably one of my favorite parts I got of him, the weekend. Yeah, I got him right next to PT Barnum, baby. Yes. <laughs> I just, Fair enough. I just love yeah. the fact that he's a 76-year-old man that was like, I'm booking myself yeah, to be to go, a to former go NFL athlete. To go yeah, over. <laughs> NFL athlete. With a, the, the way you going to finish him, you're going to kick him with the football? Like, come on, right. man. I That's, swear, listen, I swear the greatest villain ever. Kurt, yeah. I swear to you, I said, when he punted this, but I said, if this dude wins on this punt, I will lose <laughs> my mind. <laughs> And it was the it was the weakest point ever, but he connected ever. though. But he connected though, and Pat was like, "Ugh!" And like when he did that, and, and it was one. I said, "Oh my!" I said, "I said, I look." I said, "I said, yo, he went over, baby." Well, I said, he went over. She's like, "Oh my god!" My my favorite thing I saw on Twitter after that, after the stunner, was uh, so great. Uh, Vincent Mann not being able to take a stunner is the best long term storytelling. Of all time, of all time. Oh yeah, what's good? Listen now, all, you know, all the theory is flowers for taking the second greatest stunner bump of all time i will never yeah. no one will ever in their life as long as they live top the rocks bump no one yeah. so scott rock, down to number three the, the, um, the rock getting stunned getting back up dazed and getting stunned again and then then doing the roll up like he like rolls and rolls out yeah. <laughs> that's always number one Austin theory jolted himself into number two with the right. second greatest bump of all time byron comfortably in at number four i might say okay because he yeah. took a nice one pat mcafee at five with the the, the, the slow rock <laughs> spitting beer up and rocking back that was beautiful but um yeah austin theory yeah. give you your flowers you jumped to silver medal of bumps of stone cold some <laughs> taking a stunner Shout out to Austin. Mag Dude. McAfee with the beer after being stunned was just Oh, it's just gold. It's just it's just a testament to his um, you know, testament to how much he cares about the business, a testament to how much he cares about showing things, testament of how much that moment meant to him. And I, I like I like when people get to fulfill their dreams. Um, all jokes aside, it's not like he's broke. It's not like he 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 needs he needs me to pat him on the back. But I I will give this dude credit because there's something about accomplishing so many things, but never but, but having one goal. And that's to be, you know, be a professional wrestler. And, and he did it at the grandest stage of them all. Oh, also, before I, before I move on, let me give um, Logan Paul his flowers. He came prepared. He came ready. Mm -hmm. um, he did things he, he did things that a lot of people probably didn't think he can do. And, and I, as much as I don't like people getting rich off an algorithm on YouTube, uh, I do like to give people credit where credit's due when they, when they put in the work. And they know they they do good heel work, and he had the great Miz to guide him. But doing the trolling the fans, one of the biggest um, boos of the entire week was when he did the shimmy on the top rope, the Eddie yeah. Eddie Guerrero shimmy, and then connected on the frog splash. You got to give my man his flowers for 
for doing for doing what he did. I got and I'll, this probably will never happen again. But shout out to Logan Paul. <laughs> did did Bad Bunny raise the bar for what we expect from? I, I'm gonna celebrity? give I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Bad Bunny credit, even though Benito, I think Logan Paul. I, I'm I, you got to give Benito credit because because people go in there and they start they 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 hot dog it. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 hot dog it and and does it matter that these are guys are true fans? But then what about Pat McAfee? I go, Pat McAfee is an athlete. Stop, stop yeah. acting like this dude went in green. Y'all seen that package? Yeah. Y'all see mm-hmm. that package? He was over here body slamming his brother on the damn uh, turn on the damn trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try this at home. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And he and he, and he defied the rules. You're supposed to try that at home, Pat McAfee. <laughs> no, no, but no, seriously, no. I got to give Benito his credit too for for people realizing. Wait a minute, we can I can take this seriously. I'm not just a celebrity. But that dude's the biggest, I'm going to say Latin star because he is, but he's top five biggest star in the world mm-hmm. on, on the music scene. And he's like, I'm going to get in the ring and I'm going to take some bumps. Like mm-hmm. he, ra- he did raise the bar for people to go get on that stage and not, and respect it and give it the respect that it deserves because that is, that is millions of people watching. And, I, and so shout out to Logan Paul, shout out to Benito for raising the bar, shout out to Pat McAfee getting his butt in the ring and landing a moon, uh, was a backflip at Jordan 11's curm. <laughs> <laughs> he creased him. I'm sorry, he creased him. <laughs> You can't <laughs> crease the J's. I'm like, how the hell am I supposed to walk? Stupid kids that used to say that. <laughs> hey, 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 dumb kids that used to say that. I, I'm walking. What, hey, what the hell? Have you ever walked before? You, 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 yo, your shoes got creases in them. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm walking. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, so, so let me know. You, you, guys, you, guys float? you guys float? Yo, I got, yo, I got Jordans. Yo, I got Jordans. Yo, I go. When do you wear them? Yo, I got them in these boxes. Do you wear them? Nah, they collectors' items. This ain't no damn comic book. <laughs> <laughs> you better put them damn Jordans on your feet and walk around them. You're like a fool. This ain't this ain't Pokemon's. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> which which Logan Paul wore to the ring. By the way, talk about bling. Shout out uh, to Logan Paul. I'm giving him his flowers, man. I'm in a good. I'm in a flower giving mood. So Edge did not win. Flow beat over. Let's got that covered. But yeah, at the same time, it's the funniest thing that happened that night. The same time it didn't win. Flow beat over. I was over here like, you know what, Edge. Um, t- now I'm starting to moonwalk over the Flo Beto side. A little, it's a you don't know me. You never did. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> kick rocks right now because I'm a little upset that you made my boy AJ look unphenomenal. That's an word. That's the, that's the biggest crime. <laughs> that is the biggest travesty, the biggest miscarriage of justice. One of the greatest wrestlers of all time who I think is way more dangerously close to Shawn Michaels than people think he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said, I, oh, yeah. Oh I, oh, I said it, haters. He's um, dangerously mm-hmm. close to the level of Shawn Michaels. I, 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 said, I said to Flobo this weekend, actually, I think in 10 years, we're going to have the Bret Hart-Shawn Michaels debate will turn into AJ Styles versus Brian Danielson. As well as well <sighs> it should, because this dude is special. Man, I love AJ Styles, man. Good Lord. And it's, not, and, it's, and it's not his fault that he had to get all his great experience and put on his best matches in Japan. Even though I think his best character work was in what Cena. I think that set the bar. It's because they teach you character work in WWE. It's like, I know people don't like this, but they teach you that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, they teach mm-hmm. you how to be a bigger star. Like the wrestling part is the one thing a lot of people get down and they get that overseas and they get that in England and they get that in Australia. You see how Rhea looks. You see how Finn looks. You see how Nikki looks, Becky looks. You see how they look. They got the end ring. But then you see them come over here. They, they teach you that production side, that star side, that promo side. And I think AJ took another step, which is crazy when he went had that great feud with Cena and actually went over. You know what I mean? So like, but um, Ed, you trying to mess up all that stuff, mess up all that goodwill. <laughs> <sighs> 
God darn it. But anyway, so let me, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, well, shout out. Oh yeah, but yeah, as far as my matches of the night, I think the ladies, I said, I didn't have the benefit to be at um, Bailey Sasha at TakeOver. I didn't have the benefit. I wasn't fortunate enough. So so I could see people like, Evan, what the hell are you talking about? Best women's match you've ever seen. I go, that's that's the first time, that match I've seen live with, with, with Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch was, was the best I've ever seen Becky ever. You know, and the way she was, the way she was in the ring talking and showing her emotions and wrestling and Bianca doing her thing. The best Bianca match I ever, I, I, ever, I thought. And shout out to once again, TJ Wilson finding his calling, producing that match. He produced the Bianca Sasha match. This dude, TJ, he, I'm no, I hate that his career is over, but he's found his calling. He is supposed to be a producer of wrestling matches because they're doing stuff in that ring. These women are doing stuff that no one thought they should do. And he is helping produce these matches, and he produced that one. And I was like, and what do you know? One of the best matches of the night, one of the best matches of WrestleMania history. And um, night two, I, I, listen, it's Vince going over, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McAfee, baby! <laughs> no chance in hell. Uh, the GOAT went over. I was like, he's the GOAT. I kid you not. I said, he's the GOAT. I just screwed, I just kept screaming that, and then my voice was going, I just kept, he's the GOAT. I just kept saying that I just kept saying it over and over and over again. But yeah, okay. So um Veer came. You excited? Yes, no. Is it over already? <laughs> He's saying so dismissive. So that was great. My, anyway, Veer came. Thoughts? Is, uh, that, was my seg- that was my segue. I, uh, yo, you know, I, I like Veer him. Came. Right, the, crowd, right now, the crowd did not respond. The crowd did not respond because you don't, seriously, you don't endear yourself to anybody beating up a Mysterio. Not, not even Dominic, right? That is a hard uh, way to endear yourself. Uh, and I understand that even though he was saying that he was going to be a lion, I think everyone based on the promos and how comic it, comic it had become was thinking he'd be more of a protagonist. But he came out and said, you know what? I'm doing the Lord Tensai. I'm doing the Rusev. It is beating down your heroes. And so I was confused sitting at home. I want him to do well. I think he's got some fans, one of the best Twitters right now going on. But the first night, I'm going to say I'm on the fence. Which which doesn't mean it's over, you know what I mean? But you know, mm-hmm. but but your 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 assessment's accurate. It doesn't mean it's over, but maybe it's a wait and see. Yeah, I'd say so. A whole bunch of stock. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, I definitely say it's a wait and see because mm-hmm. he attacked the Mysterios, and I don't think it's not a good gauge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I, I one, I, I don't think people are supposed to like him, obviously, and I, that's someone's going to get people to not like him. But I think the WWE doesn't put just anybody with the Mysterios, and so if they're doing that, they must believe in him to some level. Now, yeah. to something Flobo said, the the Twitter account. I wish he came in with the Twitter account vibe because that dude looks like a, a billion dollars on he Twitter. He does, man. Million dollar uh, arm, baby. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, we'll, we'll see. I don't know what the, the plan is, but I, I'm bullish on it because you don't pair someone up with the Mysterios if you don't have big things planned for them. Backs can, can I say Curry. that I'm, I'm actually I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. Tell me, tell me off why. Of seeing the, the attack, it gave me major uh, Great Khali vibes. Like I remember as okay. a kid watching the Great Khali squash Ray Mysterio's head and being like, no, like Max. taking it so it seriously and, and yeah, becoming so invested. And I got that similar vibe when I saw him choking out Dominic. Like for a second, I thought Dominic was really being choked. Like I thought it, like I was worked. I was like, Yo, what's going on here? You know, I, I feel like he has the potential to be that big monster that can be a major heel that no one likes, which is a skill, you know, like it a guy is. like Baron Corbin. It's a skill to be one of the most hated people in the company. So I'm looking forward to seeing him become that. I think he looks like a million bucks. So I think it could work. Shout out to Kerm. Um, and shout out to um the longevity of Ray Mysterio. Did you hear what Kerm said, y'all? Are y'all listening to me on Mac Mania? I don't know who the hell's listening right now, but listen, <laughs> Kerm said, when I was a kid, 
and Rey Mysterio was getting squeezed by Greg Khali. He said, when I was a kid, and then last night, as an adult, Veer's beating up Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Are you kidding cool. me? <laughs> and it, you, you, want, you want me to mess y'all's brain up even more? When I was a kid, yes. Rey Mysterio was at WCW getting beat up by people. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this dude is the greatest. And what Mil Mascarez, God rest his beautiful soul, was the greatest Max of all time. Ask Ray who the greatest luchador is. He will tell you it's Mil Mascarez. That's what he'll say. It won't even, he won't even hesitate. But Ray, because Ray's too humble to say that in fact. He is the greatest mask of all time. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why, because y'all know me, if y'all listen to me, run my mouth enough. Longevity to me is top three criteria in being the greatest of all time of anything. Mm-hmm. Longevity, because we're like, oh, he's just there. I go, no, you have to stay there. You, you, you got to be there. You have to be in shape. You have to do, like, Ray Mysterio at WrestleMania look faster. I said, how's he faster? Let me tell you something, Ray. Let me tell you something. If you want some stuff, some, some stem cells, some antibodies, what did you want? You want some, <laughs> if, you want yeah. some if you want some stuff, bro, you need to stop playing. Either patent it and get rich so I can have some, or stop yeah. taking it and age finally. You and Bobby Lashley get on my damn nerves. <laughs> you can get beat up like Ray Mysterio. If you he like, he's just him, just him and him just sharing his foolishness with Bobby Lashley and them. They just sharing it like y'all greedy. But like, right. whatever, whatever y'all on, because we have already established that there's some supernatural entities working in WWE. <laughs> Tired of y'all, man. Um, Babyface. Elias or Ezekiel, uh, um, yay or nay, thoughts? Is, is it too early? No, it's not too early to make your first assessment. Um, you happy? You sad? Um, yeah. Again, I'm uh, I'm bullish on this because... Please be. The um, I, I think in another scenario, I wouldn't be very happy with it, but uh, Ezekiel or Elias or whatever we're calling him, he's one of those guys, he's so talented on the microphone and he's so yes, talented he at getting people invested. I have faith that whatever we're doing with this, he's going to find a way to make it work. And I also like the fact that it seems like his first uh, situation is going to be with Kevin Owens, who is almost one of those guys that breaks down the fourth wall and sort of speaks as the audience and saying, dude, you're Elias. I can tell. The fact that they're sort of fronting that we know that this is silly. They know that this, they're not, they don't think they're getting one by us. And because they have that Mm. awareness, it makes me believe that this is going to go somewhere good. I like it. I like the thoughts. Oh, damn. Flo runs and feels. I'm with the idea because I mean, the, yeah, the guy's ideas. Ta- it's, it's, the guy logic is talented. <laughs> but when someone leaves Beard Gang, it takes a long time for me to come around. If James Harden yeah. shaved his beard today, I'm like, oh, hey, no, no, James. No. Beard, hey, beard, James. Listen, listen I'm, I have a theory that's even worse than what you're about to say because I'm much more of a, of a douchebag. Um, like this, uh, I'm a firm believer in the good Lord. Now, there's, I call it the double threat. Some people that are so good looking, they look better with both non-beard and beard. There yeah, is, but it's, but it's a 1%. There's a 1% of men on this earth that look better with dual. But I'm a firm believer when the Lord grants you the blessing that it is to grow a beard, you're supposed to have one. <laughs> yeah. hey. and, I, and, I, and I can literally, because I, I have, when I have free time, because I, I told you there's a 1% of earth that, and, and you already know Hem, Hemi Hemsworth, he's in the top 1%, you know what I mean? He look good baby face, he look good beard, you know, that's that 1%. No, but there's people, and, and this is not a knock, this is not a knock. The good Lord says you can grow a beard, so you need to grow a damn beard. Jack, Jackson, Jackson, the top 1%. Jackson Thank top 1%. Percent. I've, seen Flobo, I've, seen, I've seen Flobo with that beard. You look, you look just fine, brother. I'm not just telling you that. I'm not even joking. It's, I'm not joking. But for most men, they do not look good without a beard if they can grow one. They just don't. And, and Elias is one of those people. He just does not. 
He does not. And it's and and I'm just letting you know. I, I just think it's a thing. It's like the Lord, because the Lord has not blessed me with the ability to grow a beard. He's like, Evan, it ain't gonna happen for you, bro. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> so I started started doing my research. I go, and and anybody that's listening to me within earshot of this podcast, brother, brother, sister, brother, listen. Look, Google James Harden no beard. Google it. I'm afraid. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you will not thank me later. You will be devastated. <laughs> it it Lobo, is funny continue. to look at people without beards. Uh, I think Braun Strowman's another one if you pull up him without a beard. He, I'm just saying the Lord, the Lord bless yeah. you with the ability to grow that fur. You better grow that fur because y'all will be looking low. Lobo, go. <laughs> I, I just wish that he gave us something like a move. What kind of character are we getting into? Or if, uh, if it's going to be the same move set as a younger brother or something different. But other than that, as far as Jack is, Jack's point, it is kind of a wait and see. But I want that beard back though. Even a yeah, trimmed yeah, down beard. He looks a little like I, L.A. Knight without the I think beard. It's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair to be, um, say wait and see. L.A. Knight was trending afterwards, which is not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, L.A. LA Knight was trending on Twitter, and I was like, "Why is everything okay?" I, I was I was upstairs. I was like, "Is he? Did he come out surprising on one day?" Right? No, that, literally, that's what I thought. But then I clicked on it, and they were comparing him to Elias. That's not good. For, not for not for L.A. Knight, but for Elias. If L.A. Knight's trending, it's good for him. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, that's not good guys. I, I, I know that's, you don't just get the trend. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so if, they, if they're, if they're comparing you to LA Knight, that's a really great sign for Mr. Knight. But, um, ah, oh, yeah, I'm God, I just like, listen, wait and see. That's a hold. If you were doing farmer's market right now, Jack, I'd say, I'd just say hold, you know, mm-hmm. there would be no buying yeah. selling. Cause, cause I, I have too much respect for what Elias was building in, in the business. You know what I mean? Before his hiatus. So I'm not going to just be out on him. You better grow that damn beard back. I don't go tea or something. Mutton chops. The Mobius. Get the Mobius mustache, brother, brother. <laughs> it it was chops. interesting to me that WWE is so adamant about characters and having the kind of people you can look at and understand who they are right away, as opposed to being a wrestler. Yet it feels like they went the opposite way with him, where he, he was the character and he did have a look that stood out and they took that away to make him look like a wrestler. It's, it's one of those things where they're like, do you need your beard to get over? Like, I, I'm personal because I get, I get a little personal. I always, Samson. anytime I see, like, I get, I get, I get, I get I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get, like, this, this podcast is the podcast for wrestling content, but also let you know in the mind of this, the psych, the psycho, the psychosis, shout out to psychosis of Evan Matt. <laughs> Listen, I'm a firm, like I, when I hear women, I'm like, they dating a the guy for a beard. So you dating this man just for the beard. Interesting. So if he were to lose said beard, would you be down? I've, and you'd be surprised how many women have told me, no. Mm. I go, so you are dating the beard. Ooh, because you would think right there, because their pride was on the line, the ladies would say, no, oh my God, no. But they, I, the ladies would be like, no, actually, I wouldn't be as, as attractive. Oh, snap. <laughs> so, so maybe the industry's like, yo, if you can't get over with your, without your beard, man, are you a star? Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of women out there. I'm talking to y'all ladies, yo, that, that would just kick game my way because of the six and some chains, six, four and some change. And in stupid me, didn't even realize I could, I, I could, I was in, I was like, I was like, I was like over because of my height <laughs> and it didn't use it to my advantage because I was a dumb dumb. So... <laughs> But but I'm just saying, I could just. I, and then when I got wise, I was like, all I was all in my feelings and all insecure. And I was like, yo, if I was shorter, would you like me? They were like, oh yeah, kind of. I was like, oh damn. <laughs> should never ask. Never, I was never like, damn. Never ask. Damn. <laughs> but yo, so yo, grow that beard, relax. I'm trying to tell you because people be out on you. I'm like, I'm already feeling some type of way. 
But yeah, before we get out of here, we got a brand new segment to unveil on the Mac Mania podcast. And it's only going to be unveiled once, but we'll, we'll refresh you guys every now and again. Or we're going to get Kerm on here too if he has someone off the top of his head. If not, then we're going to get Waters in as well. And we're going to have a compile this and do like a poll and see who you guys think is betting on the right horse. But uh, Jack Farmer, take it away, brother. Yeah, so what we're going to do, it's it's the start of a new wrestling season now that WrestleMania is done. So what we're going to do here on the Mac Mania podcast is we're going to have what we call the franchise tag uh, segment where we're going to pick a wrestler to be the home team wrestler for Mac Mania. What I mean is, you know, Flobo, he's like a Mets fan. And whatever the Mets do, he follows them, supports them, and cheers Perfectly. for them. I'm a Seahawks ride or die, ride or die. fan. Whenever I'm a, whenever happens to the Seahawks, I'm like, they're my team. I'm with them. We're going to pick a wrestler to ride with for the year and support them and be behind them. And they're going to be like our home team wrestler. And so we're each going to pick someone and we're then we're going to say why we want to pick them. And we're going to have everyone vote on which one we should be. And then we as a show and all the listeners, this is our community wrestler. We're all getting behind now, one thing I do want to say is the idea is we want to see this wrestler grow. So we're not looking for the Roman Reigns, who's already at the top, but someone who has, who's on TV, but we're still looking for something. Because ideally, we're hoping by next WrestleMania, we all get to celebrate their big successes on the grandest stage. So uh, the pick I'm going to make here is someone that, I think that is easy to root for someone I think has been very cool and someone who I think has just been on the cusp of greatness for a while now. I'm picking Damian Priest. And I think that he's someone that he's had a good U.S. title run. And now that he's a part of this thing that Edge is doing, I think over the course of the next year, he's going to be really fun to cheer for. He's going to be really fun to get behind. And I think as a community, it'd be fun to be a part of his journey. But what say you guys? Who do you want to pitch as your person to be the wrestling home team? I got to go with my man, A-Town Down, Austin Theory. Ooh. That's my guy. Even before they put him with Vince McMahon, uh, John Cena, old Goat Cena, as I call him, Billy Goats Gruff, as I call him, when I'm at the crib. <laughs> if y'all ain't read that book, it's a good book. It's one of my favorite books when I was a child. <laughs> Billy Goats Gruff. When Cena gave him the endorsement, that's when I really started paying attention. I go, okay, Cena, okay, Cena likes him. Okay, let me see what this really this kid's about. He has all the tools. Um, looks like a million bucks. Uh, great athlete, in shape. Um, and then and then he got the attention of Vince McMahon, which which helps my case a tiny bit. But at the any anything can turn, man. Any can turn. We we've seen it before, we've seen it, we've seen it many times. But I'm gonna go with him for the for the endorsement of old Goat Cena and all the tools. In everything he can do, every single move, he's athletic. Uh, he needs to brush up on the mic a little bit, but that's that's everybody. I think he's young, man. Man, Austin Theory is like twelve years old, man. Austin Theory, Austin Theory, the only more person more baby face than Austin Theory is Jonathan Karma. That's the only one that's more baby face <laughs> than, than that dude, the intrepid producer filling in for Brian H. Waters. So I got a town down, a theory. I think Austin Day beat Mario Tio too. <laughs> that's, that's he, he beat Finn. He beat a lot of people. Yeah, he man. beats Finn every week. He beats Finn every week. I'm, I'm over here like, he beats Finn. Everyone's like, who has it? I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> I love <laughs> you. I'm over here saying that like that's breaking news. <laughs> to this point, it could be a fun journey to watch over the course of the next year. Again, this is just for the next year. It's not yep. forever. Uh, so just over the next year. Austin Theory, my way. Uh, Jack Former has Damian Priest. Flobito.com says what? Uh, NXT doesn't count, I guess. We're talking about main roster, right? Um, you could talk about NXT. On the show, we don't typically talk about NXT a whole lot. So. Uh, then I'm going to go with Veer, man. 
You give me, you give me Ooh, months of that big, high. Oh, that's big time. Million dollar arm. First that's, night. You, that's guts right there. That's gutsy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I see title. I've already won. So I'm going with Fear. He's coming. Yo, Veer. Carm, you got somebody on top of your head, man? We put you on there, put you on the list. I do. I was thinking Veer. I think WWE for a while has, ever since Braun Strowman left, I was like, who's going to be the new giant? You don't have Big Show anymore. So Veer was was one idea. But I say almost with MVP is about to go on a run, man. I think... Again, they need these giants. And I think almost, you know, I don't know if he's fully ready as a wrestler. He's but get, having he's MVP, there. yeah, he's getting there. And having MVP, like last night, I think it finally clicked for me how almost could work. And the fact that like MVP was kind of just guiding him with every attack. It was He was looking back to MVP before he did it. I think that can really work where it's like uh, having a manager that's also like your your coach in ring. I think that could really be something special. And you know MVP is going to carry him on the mic for the next Year, so I'm I'm very interested to see what type of rivalries they can tell with you know that pairing. Yeah, because if they especially if they're starting a nice story with him and Bobby, which should be which should be good, could have a couple matches, mm-hmm. maybe three matches out of that. If they're if they're going to let them do some long term stuff and do something that they don't do as much anymore, and give, gives you gives you those long time stories with the, the with the hard fought trilogies, and um, yeah, I'm I'm down with that. This is going to be good. One. We're going to we're going to throw a poll up there and see if and see if we can get who thinks they're going to be the best, who's going to have the best year out of those four. And um, yeah, I like that. We gonna, I think we're going to call this segment the franchise tag. Jack Farmer's new segment. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant new segment we're going to drop. This might be the last time we mention it as far as the name and stuff like that, but we're going to be checking in. We're going to be doing a little check-in on these, these four gentlemen. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe Brian H. Waters going to throw a lady in there so we don't seem like misogynistic dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, man, uh, I need a lady. I need a lady. It's hard because the ladies are killing it. They hey, are. They're, like, I can't, okay, like, I got Bianca. Like, I can't do that. that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, it's tough because all of them, like, well, yeah, they are they're stars. Killing it. It's they're already kill- done. They like, really are, no, like, all jokes aside, I'm like, like yo, they covering it, yo, they backtracking, they backtracking. But, uh, <laughs> I'm like, all these women are stars. I can't fit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And before we get out of here, there is a segment that I missed. It's been a long time since we did it. Well, it's been like a week, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I call it Flo Beto's Boot Thing of the Week. Flo Beto's Boot Thing of the Week. Spotlighting female talent is what we do here at Magmania, but here's the deal. It's only been one with a bullet. Miss Bianca Belair has been killing hey. it day in day. The match stole WrestleMania. We talked about that. That entrance is going to be top entrance of all time. And Max. she did our, our show last week. So shout out to Bianca. However, <laughs> gave us the rub. Miss uh, <laughs> Bianca Belair has, has been a star for years, even when she was undefeated. And now she's hit Supernova. Mm-hmm. At that panel at Superstore Access, people from all different parts of the country and the world came yes. out to tell her about being against the wall and did it on her own. So Bianca Belair, you're this week's <laughs> thing of the week. Shout out to Bianca Belair. Shout out to um that 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 superstar panel that we were at and we were all a part of and seeing the the multicultural and diversity of that group. That's one of my biggest takeaways. A woman that always gets grouped into being a person of color. She's transcends race, and I think we need to start highlighting that more because I was there and I seen so many little girls and boys and people of all different countries, colors, races, and creeds asking her questions. So it's getting to that point where we got to stop talking about her being black. We know she is that. We have to start talking about what she also does for other other young women out there and these girls out there and what she brings to the table, no matter what they look like or no matter who they are. 
So um, shout out to Bianca Belair. Great choice, Flobito.com. Has she been that before? Is it a couple times she's like a multiple boot thing of the week? I think she has multiple, yes. Multiple boot thing of the week. That just lets you know she's so great. But um, I think that <sighs> does it for us. Um, we had Kerm in here, Kerm doing this thing, um, getting his beak wet on the Mac Mania podcast, a little pinch hit. That's like, that's like Hank Aaron coming in pitch hitting, you know what I mean? Coming in here, baby face assassin. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> yes, Happy to be here, guys. Flobo boys, real Jack yeah. Farmer, these hey. fine, fine fellows that work so damn hard to make me look so damn good. So I appreciate you guys. Let me give y'all y'all's flowers as well. Anyone listening, everyone that came up to my, my people over the week, I love y'all, man. Seriously, hugs and kisses for real. Uh, it, it was a blast. It was a gas. Mac Media Podcast. Yeah. <laughs>